0: Our Gospel lesson today is from John, from the 16th chapter, verses 12 through 15. Hear now the word of the Lord. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. For this reason I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, as I've moved into a more clergy role here at Central, I have discovered some little quirks about serving as a worship leader. From necessary Sunday afternoon naps to the mad scramble to teach Sunday school from worship, life looks a little different than it used to for me. I will tell you a closely held secret among clergy. No one likes to do children's time on Trinity Sunday. No, it's not because the children are any less cute or that they're harder to handle than every other Sunday. It isn't the question of whether if I sit down on that step, will I be able to get up gracefully? Should I bring a little prop? Will it be an interesting illustration for my point? Or will it trigger losing control of my target audience? The truth is, it's always a nerve-wracking affair. But Trinity Sunday, well, that's in a category all its own. How in the world do you explain to the under-five set what the Holy Spirit is? How do you make sense? of the fact that God is three persons in one. Best just to keep my head low when the assignments are going out and hope it lands on someone else. And it didn't. (laughs) So I cheated a little bit with the kids today and I talked about something else, but um, I think it will all fit in hopefully together. The truth is the Trinity is just one of those things that is difficult To explain difficult to understand and maybe difficult to decide if it's crucial to my faith what does understanding that God is three and one have to do with how I worship or how I practice my discipleship and so we look to scripture for clues to these questions John has handed us an extremely confusing message in this passage. In it, Jesus says, I have more to tell you, but you can't handle it yet. The spirit of truth is coming, but whatever he says, it won't be on his own. He will take what is mine, but the Father has what is mine. Soon you won't be able to see me. Soon after that, you will see me. Clear as mud, my mom used to say. And so I dig through my theology notes, old but not nearly as old as some people's. And I remember that the game that must be played by all seminarians find the perfect analogy for the Trinity. Fun, Only because in our ignorance we think that there is an answer to this puzzle. The perfect analogy that will make everything clear. Every seminarian has had the thought that they would be the magical student that finally hits on the perfect explanation. And there are plenty of analogies. Here are some. You you can remember the shamrock, right? St. Patrick and the shamrock three distinct leaves but one plant, or the egg. It's one thing with three parts, the yolk, the white, and the shell. The problem with these illustrations is that the trinity is not three different parts that make up one entity, but it's much more than that. So then we have water. Perhaps the trinity is like water, which can freeze and be a solid, remain liquid, or turn to gas, but the Trinity does not change substance. Another really popular one is the sun, that the god the sun emanates light and heat. You might have guessed that this explanation is inadequate because it suggests that heat and light are creations of the sun rather than co-equal and co-eternal, as we believe the persons of God are. In a way, we understand what we know and understand about the Trinity is largely due to what we say the Trinity is not. God is not divided into parts. God does not exist in different modes. God does not change substance. As humans, we're limited to the analogies that reflect what we know. But God is beyond all that we know. And though it's our right to struggle to understand, maybe it's counterproductive to the issue at hand. And that issue is, what does the Trinity mean to me personally? So we go back to our almost incomprehensible scripture passage for today. What clues do? do we find that are pertinent to us? In some ways, this is a full description of God as the Trinity. Jesus at his death and resurrection does not leave us alone. An advocate will be with us. The truth we learn from the actions of Jesus is carried forth into our future. And the presence of the Holy Spirit guides us to faith maturity. The truth, told by Jesus, is clarified by the Holy Spirit. And we are empowered by the Holy Spirit to go forth as commissioned by Jesus. All that God is, Jesus is. God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is the same now, as always, our advocate, the means of our salvation and eternal life, co-creators. This is complicated and hard to explain and ultimately leads us to understand our dependence on one another for our shared knowledge of God. It isn't going to be a satisfying soundbite for the children or the seminarians or the rest of us. Instead, We're going to have to experience for ourselves who God is and what God empowers us to be. And this knowledge is wrapped up in the way that we experience others in relationship. The only way to understanding is to put aside our desire to have everything fit in a nice, neat little box and open ourselves fully to faith. The revelation is not that we understand God, but that we're given a model in the Trinity for fullness of life. And now, at the beginning of this exploration of the Trinity, I mentioned that the important question is what does this description of God as the Trinity mean to us as disciples? The mutual indwelling of the Trinity demonstrates to us that relationship is part of the persons of God with a richness and complexity that is a mystery to us. The churchy word for this is perichoresis. Our relational God helps us understand that reverence for the Creator, deep gratitude for the undeserved grace that we're given through Christ, And the empowerment of the Holy Spirit are all part of the way that God works in our life and makes us who we are. So sometimes, even though we're tempted to place the concept of the Trinity in a little set-aside box labeled oddities of Christianity, we, we should not do that. But consider that the Trinity tells us about ourselves as much as about God. We need each other in relationship to be fully the person God has intended us to be. John is telling us Jesus reveals God to humankind. The Holy Spirit deepens that understanding. The Trinity is relationship personified. In every analogy of the Trinity I've heard, the key ingredient missing is an adequate description of being in relationship. It isn't enough to say that the three parts of God have three distinct purposes. Just as the Trinity is more than three distinct parts, we are too. Our relationships with others and our roles that we defined ourselves by help define us by deepening and clarifying us. In other words, the whole is more than the sum of the parts. And a wonderful example of this are the fathers and the father figures that we are celebrating today. Consider the ways that you have been changed if you have this role. So Monday, June 3rd, was my ordination day. I started this journey to ordination in 2013. And it has included graduate work and seminary work, work as an intern, as a chaplain in the hospital, continuing education, endless paper writing and interviews, and service. But probably the most difficult part of this process for me was spending two years in residency with a fellow group of ordinands, meeting every month, since I was commissioned in 2017. We were thrown together as strangers required to spend time and learning together, and even harder in a time of sharing our deepest concerns about ourselves and our ministry. So basically, I felt like I was gaining in knowledge and confidence only to be broken down every month. And I don't mind telling you I was a little resentful at first of this requirement. And to add to it, I was the only deacon in the group. Now, the ministry of deacon and elder is different in ways than just the look of a stole. In the United Methodist Church, the deacon and elder have two separate orders of ordained ministry with a different role in ministry. In the local church, sometimes you'll find deacons as um, associate pastors or more likely coordinators of ministry areas. I think one of the easiest ways to put this is that elders discern the vision and the mission of the church. Deacons help the community, the church, put that vision into actions by being practical. So back to my story. So I'm in a class full of elders. And I see ministry from a different point of view. I'm called to a different ministry than they are. But over two years, this residency class has been collaborating with one another, praying for one another, commiserating with one another, and serving with one another. We've also been bearing our souls to one another, exposing our most vulnerable thoughts and feelings. It was within this group that I began another part of my transformation. Required to be vulnerable and trusting of one another, we were all changed in this process. And we nervously approached ordination together. On the day of ordination at the practice, I noticed that as the only deacon, I would be ordained by myself. The others would be ordained in groups together. And so as I sat in my white alb, watching the others in their black robes move to kneel together, I thought, I feel left out. I leaned over and whispered that to my friend, and immediately, of course, she shared it with the group. I was surprised and a little, well, a lot touched. When with one voice they all assured me that I was a part of the group and that they would be there as one, they had my back. Megan and Jay were sitting right behind the ordination group and they told me that every elder or stood on my behalf and prayed as I was being ordained. What a wonderful, joyful moment of solidarity a feeling cared for and a part of. That is the kind of relationship that is built regardless of differences as a result of being vulnerable and willing to be open with one another. That is one of the very special moments that I will treasure, that I will remember, that illustrated to me more than any other experience that day, the gift of the body of Christ. Now, the Bible, it has lots of illustrations of the character of God. Humankind spends quite a bit of time trying to mold God into our image, trying to understand, decipher, and take over God's role in our lives and the lives of others. I believe that if we seek to mold ourselves instead into the image of God that we are created to be, that we will be better served, and that we will serve others better. This lovely, confusing little passage illustrates the ways in which the three persons of God are active and interactive. It models relationship for us. What if we sought to empower others, build relationships based on who we are rather than how we want others to be? What if we were interdependent upon one another and celebrated each other's differences in order to partake of the fullness of life together? What if we used this passage about the intertwining of the persons of God and didn't seek to break them out into different roles but learned instead from the wholeness of God? What if we were the body of Christ together? Mark Twain supposedly said it's not the parts of the Bible that I can't understand that bother me. It's the parts that I do understand. Ultimately as we continue to struggle to fully understand we may come around to the realization that having knowledge is not the goal. Instead wisdom comes with deep comprehension that perhaps We are not meant to know everything yet. We just need to model ourselves after the life of Jesus and trust that we will be empowered by the Holy Spirit to follow where God calls us and not create a perfect soundbite for the children of the church. Amen.